0: Welcome to the Willow Ridge Church Weekly Podcast. This is where you can find audio for our current and past sermons. We hope that you enjoy this week's installment, and be sure to check back next week to hear the latest message. Thanks for listening. Amen. It is a long story, but it is a good one. Amen. Amen. Well, good evening and Merry Christmas. We're excited for you guys to be here with us tonight as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A lot of you are here, and you call Willow Ridge Church home, and and you know us, and we're grateful, and we're glad that you're here, but a lot of you don't, and so whether you came because some friends invited you, and and you live here in the area, or maybe you're in town visiting friends and family, and so you came with them, we're just glad that each and every one of you are here as we celebrate together. A couple of things as we kind of go through the service, if you've been around Willow Ridge, you know all the things that I'm talking about, but if not, I want to make sure everybody's aware of what we're going to be doing tonight. Uh, first off, at the end of this service, or toward the end of the service, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together, and so hopefully you're able to go back as, as you came in and grab you one of these Lord's Supper cups, The got the bread on top and the juice underneath. If you didn't get one, I promise we won't think less of you. You can go back right now and grab one of those. We want you to have that so you can take part in the Lord's Supper together. But then also at the end of our service, something that we started doing during the month of December was above our normal tithes and offerings. We decided that we were going to uh, look to bless Hope Valley Church, which is in West Jordan, Utah. We've been working and, and partnered with the Stopman family now uh, for a little bit over a year. We've sent a missions team out to work with them, and they are planting a, a church outside of Salt Lake City to reach that community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so over the course of this month, we've been uh, collecting and additional offering to bless the Stopmans and to bless Hope Valley Church and so as you leave there's a there's a box right here you could come up and you could put it right here but then as you leave also right straight at the back of our auditorium underneath the exit sign there's a, another box looks just like this with a with a hole in the top of it. and so if you wanted to drop an additional offering in in that as well uh, all the process all all the money that we raise will go directly to them. Well, tonight as we take part in this exciting service, we want to start off by reading about the birth of Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to read starting in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It says, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the world should be registered. And this was the first registration when Canerius was governor of Syria. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it has been told to them. As we look at this Christmas narrative, I want to connect with us some of the things and the traditions that we've brought into this Christmas season And one of them, and it kind of adds to the excitement in the room, right? Especially with kids in the room, is Christmas is filled with exchanging. Maybe even before today or tonight, more than likely tomorrow, and even maybe in some days after tomorrow, you're going to exchange things with one another and you'll exchange things with others. You'll exchange gifts, you'll exchange hugs. You'll exchange cards and greetings and so many more, and even some of my favorite, you'll exchange baked goods as well, right? And the story of the birth and life of Jesus, and what we want to draw from this before we take in the Lord's Supper, is it's filled with exchanges as well. And what you and I have in Christ is to stand in the benefit of that exchange, And so I want us to look at, just quickly tonight, a handful of these that we can draw from this telling of the birth of Christ. And the first one that I want us to look at tonight is the exchange from a throne to a manger. Luke begins his telling of the birth of Christ by giving us a historical time stamp. this isn't the first time that this is done in Scripture. It's not the only time that this happens and takes place. It's done in other books of the Bible as well, where where the author of of the writing of a passage of Scripture will want to give us some evidence about when it was written so that we'll know the validity and the truth of what is being told. And Luke gives us some of these. Luke tells who the rulers of the empire and and who the governor is so that as people would read this in a historical account, there could be truth that was brought to the narrative because of the specific time in which these occurred. Luke gives historical events to to align with conceding uh, events in in the history so that we can affirm and know that these things are true. Luke tells the historical journey of a family and it would have made sense to know where this family was coming from and the reason that they had to go and register to the place that they were going so that would resonate the truth of what's there. And in this, we can see the historical accuracy of Christ, of those things that would be made known. But then from the throne to a manger, he gives this wonderful, beautiful detail in Verse 7. And it says, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him with swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him in the inn. From a throne to a manger, manger, stepping out of the established of the kingdom of what was there to step into, as the kids told us, beautifully into the stable where the animals were, where our Savior Christ the Lord would be born. And in this, we see the humility of Christ of which he came to display. When we think about the rule and reign of Jesus Christ, of our Lord and Savior, we see the victorious king oftentimes of what we look at and picture in Revelation in his return. We see the rule and reign of what he has in our hearts and our lives. We see the rule and reign in which he establishes for us. But he came in humility. He came in humility and obedience to which he obeyed the Father. He came in humility to those that he would serve that came across his path. And he came in humility to save all that would call upon his name, exchanging his life for ours from a throne to a manger. Another exchange that we see is from fear to joy. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been startled? We all have. We've all been startled. And I love the fact that I just heard a kid say me, right? I love that. We've all been startled. But have you ever been startled at night? Outside? It's a little different, right? And when we see this passage of scripture, we find the shepherds are in a field watching over their flocks, doing what shepherds do. And I can't, um, I have to imagine that what they were hoping for was not a night that was filled with action, but an uneventful night. And late in that night as they were watching over their flocks, probably like, hey man, you got this watch tonight, so we're going to drift off, you know, back and forth with that as they worked all the way through the night as they would take care of what they need to take care of looking for wolves, thieves, and any that would seek to attack. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord appeared to them and shone of the glory of God. And verse 9 says that they were afraid. They were afraid, but the exchange of the gospel from fear to joy. And the angel said to them, fear not, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's understand something very quickly this evening. Fearing God and being afraid of God are two completely different things. This past week, as we gathered in here on Sunday morning and worshipped together, we talked about what it meant to fear God, which is what the Bible calls us to do, which is to stand in awe of Him. But that's not what the shepherds are experiencing in this moment. When out of nowhere, the glory of the Lord shone. The angel of the Lord appeared and they were afraid. And what the angel wanted to communicate in the very beginning of this, of the unfolding of the gospel that will be the savior for all of the people was fear not because the message of the gospel eliminates fear. But instead, what we bring to you is a message of great joy that is going to be found in Christ. Because the message of the gospel is not one of fear. The message of the gospel is one of joy. And so for the shepherds then and for us today, you no longer need to be afraid of God, but because He came to save you. You You don't need to be afraid of God because He is for you. You don't need to be afraid of God because he did not send his son to condemn you. But the beauty of the gospel, that we're reminded of, is because he sent his son to save you. And what the angel of the Lord proclaimed to the shepherds on that night, the word of God proclaims to us today. We got a lot of different people here and a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different views or thoughts of God. And if you're here tonight and you feel like because of all the things that you've done, because of all the things that, that you've been a part of, because of who you are, and so there's a fear of God within that because of who I am, then understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ greets you with fear not. I bring you a message of great joy that's found in salvation because of who he is. In the Christmas story, Another exchange that we see is from conflict to peace. So the angel tells the shepherds how to find Jesus. And then a multitude of angels appear. And in verse 14, they say, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You know, in Rome during that time, as Rome was seeking to spread their power and their influence, they sought to have a culture of peace. But their peace was a different peace. It came through war. It came through fear of the sword. And so as the angels proclaim, they're proclaiming a different peace. A peace that is made between God and all of mankind. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. There are many different people with many different views and perspectives of God. With the way they view God and how they believe that God views him. But the Bible is very clear, and it tells us that there's two types of relationships that people can have with God. And one relationship with God is a relationship that is formed in conflict, separated by sin, because God in His holiness cannot tolerate sin. And the problem for all of humanity, for us, is that we're all sinful by nature. And so we're in conflict. We're broken. We're separated. The Bible tells us that we're objects of wrath. We're enemies of God. And so the gospel comes to make a way. The gospel comes to mend. And so the story of Christmas is what we think is peace. And so it's either conflict or peace made by the work of Christ. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Those who were found in him. Those who have surrendered their life to him. Those who long for him. Those who love him. Those who have been saved by him. And we could end the story here. We could end the story with the Shepherds going, and the shepherds seeing a baby in the manger. We could end the story with talking about how the shepherds left and began to proclaim what they had seen and what they had experienced. We could end tonight by, by the verse that we love, that we talked about in our staff meeting for, for so long this week, verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. But the story, as those kids told us, It's a long story, and the story continues, and we begin to see another exchange as the narrative unfolds from Bethlehem to Calvary. In a day and a time and a season where we think about Christ as a baby come to us, brought into this world, it's important to remember the full story from Bethlehem to Calvary, that Jesus, who came in as a baby, would grow into a man, would spend roughly about three years as an adult preaching, performing miracles, calling a group of individuals to follow him, and he would die on a cross for the sins of mankind. And in fact, Luke chapter 9, Jesus tells his followers this. He says, The Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. You can't tell the story of Jesus and end in Bethlehem because Jesus came not just to be born, but Jesus came to die. He came to take on the punishment and the death that you and I deserved. And he bore it so that you and I may have life. And if we ended with his death, then it would be both tragic and incomplete. Because the last thing that I want us to look at in the story of the understanding of the life of Jesus, whose birth we celebrate, is the last exchange from death to life. That Jesus came to defeat and undue death, and he himself died and rose again. The beauty of the hope of the gospel. And he promises that for not only himself, but for us. In Luke 9, in verse 23, Scripture says, And, and he, being Jesus, said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Verse 24, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. The death that Jesus endured, three days later he rose again. And in his death, he calls us to identify in his death so that we are crucified with Christ when we are found in him. And it's not no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives within me. And so just as Jesus defeated death, he defeated death not just for himself, but for you and for me. And just as Jesus came to undo death, He undid death, not just for you, but for you and for me. So that for all of us who were found in him, for all of us with whom he is pleased, should have life not just here, but for all of eternity with him tonight, tomorrow, maybe earlier you've exchanged or will exchange gifts there's no greater exchange that you could ever make in the course of your life than exchanging your sin your shame your death for the hope in peace, and life of Jesus Christ. So I have this question for you tonight. Would you exchange? Would you lay down your sin and tonight receive forgiveness? Would you lay down your throne and instead bow down before his? And then tonight, As we celebrate the birth of a baby who came to be our Savior, would you surrender your life and find life in His?